Welcome back, team, to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs, a podcast designed to teach you that the ordinary is truly extraordinary. I'm your host, Alex Hofeld. You bring the curiosity. I'll bring the science. Let's do this. Hey, hey, welcome back, team, to another episode of Beautiful Dust Specs. This is Alex, and I am ready to jump off and discuss tribes, groups, community-based thinking that human beings have established here. In the last few months, I've ran into a couple of hurdles, a couple of bumps in my life, and one of the things that took took a back seat was the podcast, and it's taken me a long time to get going. First off, I ran out of time and energy to do it. Secondly, then I just got into that little creative funk where it's difficult to come back from stopping something that you truly love and care about. So those of you that reached out, thank you so much for checking in, seeing where the show was. I have no intention of letting the show die. It's still a part of me. Hopefully, it's a part of you, and we can get cruising here. But coming back, what I want to talk about this week is spawned off of some of these books that I've been reading. When I get when I when I get free time, I like to read, and I, I true, and you know this if you've listen to the show, you understand that I'm a thinker. I enjoy looking at grand perspectives of the whole world around us. And that's what the show is about. The show is about, it's kind of me sharing how science has changed my life. And science is on a, on a very gr- brand, like broad, broad scale. You know, This idea of using science, using the scientific method, using this critical way of looking at the world has allowed me to peel back layers of reality. And when I have, when I've had these profound impacts, profound moments throughout my life that are on a thought process, a physical process, whatever it may be, you know, internal, external, mind, body, spirit, it always has centered around science. And for all of us, we have our own little conduits for that. We have our little windows, our own little kind of niches that we use and things that we see. And hopefully we get to touch those those experiences. And if you haven't, if you haven't done that, allow this to try and get you going on that road. And if you want to just feel better and act better and just have a better sense of it, just go out and learn. Just go out and think and learn and be curious. And I promise you that things will start to open up to you. And that's what I'm going to try and do here. I want us to show and see and feel how a scientific understanding of the ordinary moments peel back their layers to reveal extraordinariness, extraordinary moments around us. And what it does for me is it allows me to find parallels to things, allows me to see my world, my main study of biology, a little bit of chemistry, physics, astronomy, to then parallel it and use what nature has taught us through science to change the internal science, the internal chemistry of us. And remember, we're neuroplastic creatures. We are creatures that learn. We, we think, we wire to our surroundings. And that's what I've been thinking on. There's been a couple of books that have really struck me. First off was the book Sapiens, and people have been randomly acclaimed through this. I honestly listen to it in the audio version, and sometimes when I do that, I get a little spacey throughout different parts of it. But what really stuck together was this concept of looking at looking at history through the lens of happiness, trying to track how human beings are always trying to trend towards something that will increase our happiness. And that was a really profound idea, a really profound impact. Then we get into this book Tribe by Sebastian Younger I just read. And And what it talks about is that it kind of dances around showing how these different times and throughout history where they gave a really good example of when settlers were abducted, I don't know if abducted is the word, kind of inputted into the society of Indians. And when the settlers came back to try and rescue them, the people had no intention of going back. They were much happier in this universal community. Then we get into these kind of ideas of just tribalism and this and that and how there's been a couple of books here that have talked about how maybe the industrial revolution mainly the agriculture revolution has not made us a happier creature it's actually made us a tougher creature and that's what started to resonate with me started to get me thinking about this because we live in such this you know this incredibly divided time and we're all a part of these little groups these little communities these little tribes and that's part of the human condition primarily you know the American human condition is really interesting how this country USA is like 
one of the grandest countries that are out there. We have so much stuff at our fingertips, yet our rate of philosophical, psychological, emotional, physical problems are just through the roof. It's off the charts. And what it's starting to look through from the research I've been doing, when people look at it through this lens of isolation, from this lack of community, this lack of tribe, we start to see why this may be happening. And that's what this can do. And I, I look at it through the lens of, of creatures, you know. And one of the things this kind of rolls into is this idea of eusociality. And this is actually a new a new version of science, um, a, a new version of evolution. People, not version, but a new way of looking at it. And this takes the idea of natural selection, which most of you guys listening to the show understand natural selection, survival of the fittest. It just shows that this individual selection, meaning that nature just selects on the individual, and that individual is either fit to survive or it's not, if it's fit, it passes on its genes. Versus then combining it and looking at it among individuals where almost all individuals have somewhat of a group selection. So then that leads into competition among groups. So if we look at it from the not just an individual creature for creature, but a community, a group, a selection group of an individual species as a whole, we then look at it through the competition among groups. And that's where this stuff kind of comes into play. And when you dive into this and look through this, the human beings are these amazing creatures with this amazing brain, but we live in a world that exists within duality. We have this individual behavior that we have to understand. We have this little concept in us that allow us to discuss and look at it from a selfish standpoint. We also are a very, very deeply group altruistic kind of thing. And this creates these different levels of it. And so many creatures out there do this. And the most amazing things that are out there, the creatures that exist that are very fascinating to most humans are the ones that live in these big pods. And that's what I want us to see here. As we go through and kind of discuss this, I want us to be able to look back on and see that we are these human Humans, these creatures on this planet, part of a grander group that is humanity. We have names for our groups. We have things that allow us to kind of let us to stick and find our little realm here. But the grandest group, the biggest community on the planet is the planet itself. All of the ecology, all the ecosystems, you can take that as big or as small as you want. But that's what I want us to kind of come back to. We're looking at this idea that if you feel alone, if you feel lonely, if you're looking for a group, groups are out there and we're also a part of this group. And that's where this podcast comes into play. I want us to be able to use the knowledge, use this understanding to perpetuate and become a group of thinkers, become a group of curious-minded individuals, scientifically literate humans who just love being curious, who just love going out there. And I promise you, using the ideas of neuroplasticity, the rewiring of our mind to our surroundings, the more curious we are, the more integrated we are, the more awesome we f- we look at this awesome world, the more awesome we feel while looking at the awesome world, there's a lot of awesomes, we are going to be able to feel differently, be able to look differently, act differently, interact differently with the world around Around us, because out of all the creatures in the entire grand scale of the three billion, three point two billion years life has existed on this globe, we are the the greatest. We are the biggest. We are the most intense. All these creatures follow the same principles as us, yet they don't have the ability to comprehend it. They don't have the ability to study it, to think it, to feel it, to live it, to be it. We can, and that's a powerful tool. That is something we must wield and yield to. We have to be able to understand this, and that's what I want humanity to change into a little bit more one day, and I think we're losing that a little bit now, but it's not it's not a time to where we can we put our heads in the sand and just kind of throw in the towel because these big groups and this individualness and this this tribalism and this split down the middle kind of thing. If you embrace it, first you understand it, then you can change it, then you can acknowledge it. You can't change something you can't acknowledge. That was a really interesting concept when 
I sometimes have a bit of an existential crisis with all the things going on in this world, being someone who probably cares a little too much. But let's start, let's start with kind of diving into discussion here. And again, what this always comes back to, I love how the ideas of science always parallel. And this is truly something that is over the last, really since I started this podcast and starting to think deeper onto some things. What I always come down to this is, is these concepts of time. We have a we have a hard time grasping time to the point where it'd be difficult for me to do like a full podcast on it. We as humans think of a grand lifespan as this huge thing, like the life you've lived, lived or will live, or you know somebody you know is going to live. Like a, the, the of a human sing, a singular human life is really long to us. Let alone history, let alone human history, let alone you know geological history, let alone galactic history, you know, let alone universal history. Time is so huge. And we humans have been on this planet for a blip of time, this tiny little creature that has existed that for just the tiniest bit. And we sometimes think that we're above that. And this is not meant to downgrade humans. This is, a, this is the, one of those acknowledgement points that allows you to flourish with, within the understanding of acknowledging it. That if we look at time at a small scale, that humans have only evolved recently, we have so many ingrained ideas that are in us, like evolutionary traits, sociological, physiological, psychological, that have been within us from our ancestors, from the creatures that have survived with their social groups. And that's where we come down to. And we sometimes are losing track of that. And we're trying to do things within society that are allowing us to kind of, we're trying to skirt over the issue of it without acknowledging it. Why are we so unhappy? Why are we so bummed? Why are we so obese? Why do we have all these issues that are going on on a huge, you know, sociological scale throughout our, our culture, it may be the fact that we are losing, we're having a society build a world for us that is more individualized, more secluded. We're trying to do what's best for us in this given moment. And we don't have time or energy or the opportunity even to help the greater good, to help these things that are around us. And that's where the human condition comes into. That's where we run into this, is that we're both selfish and selfless on both a physiological and a psychological standpoint, because it's all connected. You can put any ology on whatever aspect of the body you're talking about. The mind-body connection in the simplest way of yoga, 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 terms is the most beautiful way to look at it. Your mind is your body and your body is your mind. And we talked about that a little bit in some of my previous episodes, my neuroplasticity episodes, these ideas that the the mind is the energy that goes throughout it. And the body is, is, is like the highway, the way the nerves go a neurological thought process, which is just energy, electricity coursing through your nervous system can only go down roads that exist. It can't jump synaptic gaps that aren't there. So we have to be able to wire and reroute the things and create new roads for this. And that's what this show does. It, you know, you, even if you don't even realize it or really embrace it from that category, it does it for myself as the speaker, as the presenter, and it does it for you. If you are sitting in your car, running, doing whatever it is you do while you listen to podcasts with those beautiful technological advanced iPhones and headphones, this is becoming a part of your neurological center. This is becoming a part of what you are. And I've gotten feedback. Some of you guys reach out to me and explain how the show has changed the psychology of you, has changed different parts of, of your mind body connections within the greater time scale when you're listening to the show. And that's what keeps me going with this. And it truly it does it for me too. When I'm kicking on this and I'm going aside from the creative woes and the scared and the fear I have every time I turn on the microphone, which is something I will neuroplastic hopefully rewire and get out of me one day so I can get cruising with this on a faster level you know, it changes us. And that's what we're looking at. So if we go back to this concept of time and just take a step back and look at us as we are a part of the evolutionary cycle, we are a part of a creature 
that has only been that has been given our gifts very rarely. And yes, this is totally told through the lens of the scientific standpoint, but this is a scientific podcast. Natural selection has passed down traits from us. Survival of the fittest have gone down throughout all of it. Traits are cells, the way the cells organize, the way they adapt to allow us for structure and function. One of the structures we have, our grandest structure, is not our hands, it's not our upright torso and our bipedial existence. Those are all killer killer traits, killer adaptations. It's our mind, our neuroplastic mind that exists in all of them. And somehow, some way, shape, or form, ours allows ours has the ability to suck up more energy. And we talked about this in other episodes, because again, baby, it's all connected, my friends. You have this ability to, you, you take 25% of the energy you eat goes to your mind. And that mind is where it's at. That mind is what allows you to really be what you are. You exist within your mind. And we can't get too philosophical about it, but you know, the body is the body. The body is stellar debris. Your mind is stellar debris, but the, the the intensity, the electricity, the pulsing, the 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 conduit at which the electrical impulses play out is what you get to call me. The way my electricity plays out exists as Alex Hofeld. Yours exists as whoever you are, and that's a cool thing to look at it from this standpoint. So if we take these ideas and we can use the concepts of community, population, ecosystems, ecology to allow us to feel more connected to the world around us, to ourselves, to the people we love, and allow us to take a step back. Allow nature to teach us these things. So as time goes on, as time cruises and time goes in this slow, ever-moving pace, we humans have not evolved that capacity to truly grasp time. And we deal with things in science. Science will always deal with things. Inconceivableness. I always tell people when I start, I tell my students when I start astronomy, it, it is you can't comprehend the things I'm going to teach you. The size, the scale, the grandeur, the time frames is not. We don't have that capacity, and that's a weird thing to think about. Maybe we do. Maybe by saying we have the capacity, we actually have the capacity. I don't know. It's difficult to, to comprehend these ideas. But if we lose track of that, we've been only evolving for a little bit of time. We're going to end up going against our, 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 our psychological nature, our evolved nature. And that's a crazy thing to think about. You know, and human evolution is incredibly complex. We have altruistic behaviors. That is when you are willing and able to put yourself at risk for the greater good. We deal a lot. We integrate constantly. With, we have to, have to cooperate with the world around us. On top of that, the cooperation, there's also competition. There's competition, which will then lead to the concepts of domination. We always are, have this feeling, this kind of ingrained ability to dominate the situation around us, whether it be people, sports, knowledge, you name it. And think about how often you do that. Self-reflect on some of these things and ask yourself how you're doing that. How do you perceive altruism? How do you perceive cooperation in your life? How do you show and it manifest competition and domination? We're also then going to come into the concepts of reciprocity. Sorry, I can't say that word. Reciprocity. You know, these ideas is that we are going to get things back, this cycle of things are going to go, we'll also deal sometimes with defection. Sometimes you have to break away and you have to go around this and then you have to go in where it's also going to play a role in the concepts of deceit. And when you take these seven things, which are just seven things that I found from an article from E.O. Wilson, who's the guy who actually came up with Sims. He's a fascinating human being. Um, he's, he's a biologist and an entomologist. He studies, he has, the idea of Sims came from studying ant populations and you know how popular Sims is. Maybe because it allowed us to control a group, to be a part of something to feel like we were attached to although it was an AI community we controlled and manipulated and played a role in the greater good of that community look at that huh that's a crazy thing to think on so as we look at this we're this highly intelligent thing you know and our brain controls these concepts our amygdala is kind of the center for the brain and there's a lot of autonomic nervous conditions that play a role in this and there's been studies out there where we science have shown that shown certain people shown shown certain situations the brain will work in ways of 
fear and anxiety and aggression and fight or flight without us even really perceiving it, happening almost faster than we can perceive the words that we could use to describe that. But then when it's when the construct when the constructs changes, we take, you know, that that flips back and forth. And that's what we're dealing with here. And this is an ability and a time and a reference to show us that tribalism is a vital part of our of our existence, that we need a community. I am a big component, and I, I've, I've existed for the last five five or six years coaching in a big part of what we call the CrossFit community, which if any of you guys know about CrossFit, it's this fitness kind of workout. It's, it's, a, it's a mindset. It's a system that has existed for about 10 years now, maybe give or take, maybe eight. And what it does is it it's just high intensity training. There's nothing that special about what it truly is, but I think the stickiness of it, the thing that allows people to come back and turn it into something grander than what they are and therefore lead and be the conduit, the stepping stone into a healthier uh, weight training regimen, cardio regimen, nutrition regimen, sleep regimen, and friend regimen is that it is a community. Every day you go in and you see these people and you kind of get, you become a part of the gym and the gym becomes a part of you. And it used to be, and this is just a knock on CrossFit, it used to be grander than that. It used to to feel a part of this greater community. And just like anything that human beings do, we get comfortable. We we seek out these community-based things. This is why some people, there's a lot of evidence saying that people who have faith and have a regular church practice, I don't know what you call it, going to church regularly, are happier than somebody who die, who, uh, who considers themselves an atheist or an agnostic. And they're definitely happier. Anybody who has a group has been shown to be happier than people who are isolated. Now, I'm sure there's outliers for this. I know people who love being by themselves more than being in a group. I know for myself, I'm not like that. I was talking to my girlfriend yesterday, Stephanie, and I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I would love just to have some people come over and play cards. It's summer. I'm not teaching. We have a lot of free time. And, it, you know, it, it kind of people get into their little, roll, their little lull teacher wise of free time and we kind of lose sight of it. And when school starts, it's something I actually almost look forward to is I get back into that community. I get back into that flow. I get back into that groove. I come in every day and my group, my, my kids, my students either love me or hate me are going to feel a part of that. And that's what we try and do. That's what we're trying to make us happen. And let's look at it from that. And let's kind of wrap this up here. I know it's a little, it was a little floaty as we go going on, but let's kind of summarize it. So you are a creature. We call your, call yourself homo sapien. Call yourself me, I. You are this little thing that's existed for an incredibly blip of time. The people around you are all following the same path. They're all made of the same stuff. They're all seeking out and being a part of this grander thing that is called earth. And when creatures, we look at it and study biology on an ecological standpoint. Ecology is the study of the ecosystem and the organisms and their interaction among each other. Groups and populations and community all existing, competing. You step back and look at that. Nature looks gnarly. Nature looks intense. Nature has a rhythm. Nature has a flow. It has a balance. And the things that exist and play a role within that greater balance allow themselves to fit, to be what they are, to feel the way that they feel. And it makes sense to us. And that may be where humans are losing this glitch, where we're getting this glitch. We're getting this little glitch in the matrix because we are told and that we're supposed to be individualized. We're supposed to be self-sufficient. We're supposed to be a part of this, you know, be able to take care of ourselves. Biologically, fundamentally, there's there's evidence evolutionarily that says that that is not the case, that we are definitely need to be individual. Every creature on the planet from a natural selection standpoint needs to be able to, to like, protect itself. And I teach this to the students, and I don't think they always love it or like it, is that one individual creature dying is not the importance on an evolutionary standpoint. The importance is the overarching ideas of the species, if the species goes. And that can mean altruistic behavior. There are creatures out there who will sacrifice one to save the many. You know, just the pack of animals running in a pack, the, the slowest will play a role. That slowest will 
save others because they are the ones who are going to fall behind. Sorry, that's getting kind of dark here. I don't want to go down that path. You know, predator prey is a gnarly group fundamental idea here. But as humans, I wish and, and pray that we can one day allow ourselves to exist with these greater thoughts, that I can teach you these things and I can share this with you. And then one day, hopefully, we can internalize it. We could use our understanding, our grander understanding of nature to kind of transcend these other creatures. And I think that will be a big revolution in humans when we can no longer just study these things and have little scientists and other and smart thinkers share this with the world when the grander scale of people are not understanding this. They're individualizing and it's happening more and more we're, we're doubling down on our tribalism because we need it we are hungry for it we search out for it now in a world with social media and the internet where we it's not that people are undereducated we're actually overeducated maybe we have so much understanding so much knowledge at our fingertips that we can also pick that we can drill harder into our different types of it our, our different our different groups and that's something you always talk about and you hear these in Buddhist Buddhist terms is these idea when you go out in the world this loving kindness ideas that you know and you see that we are in our group you go out to Jewel you go to Whole Foods you go to the grocery store in the mall wherever you may be sorry I got food on the brain you go through all those different places you're just seeing through people you're looking past them you're not seeing and understanding that each of those people around you are fighting their own internal battle unaware totally to yours to mine to how they feel but when you start to look at it and embrace Embrace it as a tribe, embrace it as a higher level of a group that we are sitting here, this highly evolved, walking, talking, thinking, feeling thing made of interstellar star debris, all together, all on this spaceship Earth, trying our best, just trying our best, whether or not that makes you a Democrat or Republican, a sports fanatic, a book nerd, you name it, any of the wonderful different labels that we have given humans to put ourselves into groups to allow us to have a, a label, a badge, a thing that allows us to stand out and be a part of something bigger that's all just embrace those and if we can start to transcend it and we look at it and look at it through the lens of we are a part of the group of humans and that group of humans cannot exist without the ecology of everything and that's when we get down to this when you look at the tribalness of this and tribes and communities and groups take care of their thing they have their competition it's almost as if right now we're competing against ourselves we have this amazing brain that has allowed for this group evolution of a, being a creature that can think and that is that we are we are aware we have consciousness, this inner dialogue within our mind that allows us to think and feel and perceive the world around us, not just act instinctually. And yet maybe we're not wielding that. Maybe we're not quite getting to where we need to be. And we're not quite taking care of the only place that will exist, that will allow this group to exist as we know it now, which is Earth. And we know about all the climate change. And most likely, if you are somebody who listens to this podcast regularly, you understand science and you understand the science behind a global climate change. And I think that's the transcendence we need. Before climate change can be, because we know that that has now become something that is now a label. That is now something that you can believe pro or con and that will put you into a group. And if you don't believe the pro or the con, that may kick you out of said group. And that's something that is very scary. That's something we don't want to do. We never want that. So take a second here to look at how you interact with your community. What groups do you feel a part of? If you were thinking on this after you turn the show off, and you're not feeling like you are a part of a group, I, I recommend going and finding one, seeking one out. And you can find it simply. We can do it digitally. If you want to be a part of my community, part of my group, that's what I hope to create. I'd love to get this thing moving in someday in a grander scale where you can just share this with somebody. Just even if you're just talking about it with somebody, find someone who wants to have a deeper thought process on this and comprehend it. Be curious about it. Dive into it. Think. Take back those layers. Your body's not going to want it. Your mind and your body do not like going outside of the norm of your normal thought. 
when you have to take that deep breath and self-reflect on something is very scary for your nervous system, let alone your own self, your own being. So be patient with it. Take time to allow it to embrace, but go find a community. I get a lot of community from my CrossFit family. I get a lot of community from my family itself. That's a powerful one that I'm very lucky and blessed to have. And then I also get a lot from my yoga community, my internet community. You know, we go on to Facebook groups and you can dive into these things and people all throughout the world discussing the Bulletproof diet. But just know that if somebody is not there and you see in those groups that kind of bubbling up of like, well, you don't do CrossFit, you only do cardio, that's stupid. You know, well, you follow a vegan diet, Bulletproof's the way to go. That's the nature. That's how we go. Be patient, be kind, be courteous, allow yourself to have those. Don't resent yourself every time those things pop up. But if we can mindfully look at it from that standpoint and start to see how our groups are a part of us and we then therefore manifest that group and we share and we maybe compete altruistically, deceitfully, domination-wise, we show and try and make our group the best. And we do this all the time. Think about humans. Think about our ability. Just think about the way we we cheer and hate and love our sports teams. You know, that's a rivalry. It is too manifest teams that exist on a getting paid billions of dollars to hit a ball, throw a ball, kick a ball. I love it. I love it. I'm looking at my, my, my Blackhawks figures right now. I am a total and complete Blackhawks fan. That's my label. That's my group. But all the other hockey fans love their teams. All the other people out there are all in love with themselves. They're all in love with the world around us. And if you know somebody who's not, reach out to them. Bring them into your group. Bring them into the fold. Bring them into their community. Invite them. Be a part of what they're doing. When you talk to a random person, don't just say hi. Take just that split second to say hi and actually you know you don't need to stare at them like a creepo but you can look at them and be like man i wonder what they're about we show these things if we look at gratitude we practice love and kindness and we go throughout the worlds around us the world around us and start to integrate with these whole things looking at the standpoint that we are all evolutionarily hardwired to fit in we are all evolutionarily hardwired to feel like we belong to something else and our society is not set up for that. Our society is set up for individuality. Our society is set up for isolation. So if you have transcended that and you have found an ability to create some group think in your world, find your own little space, your own community, don't seclude it from the world. Share it with the world. Share it with the people around you because I'm telling you right now, whether or not you feel you're a part of it, you are a part of my group, you're a part of the human group, you're a part of the planet group, the galactic group, the stellar dust debris group, you name it. In the end, we are all walking, talking, thinking, feeling things of more epic grandeur than we could ever possibly ever comprehend getting to exist in this tiny little world, getting to interact and create ripples of positivity or negativity within the world, trying to find our group, find our way, just trying to be happy. And in the end, if you construct your world to not only be happy for yourself and your loved ones, but the people around you, happiness will permeate into you. It will become more around you. We also evolutionarily will look at and pick up on signals from people. If I'm playing my game with my, my little Clash Royale game on my phone with my two beautiful puppies on my lap, and I even say one, darn it, and I get upset when somebody takes my tower, my dogs will literally jump off of me. They don't understand English. They understand tension, body language. So, Drop your shoulders, take a deep breath, per personify and think about how you interact with this world around you, and then go out and inc incorporate someone into your group. Share with somebody, if somebody's down in your life, if you're down in your life, just reflect on the idea that you are amazing, you are wonderful, you are epic, and you are truly and evidently forever a beautiful dust speck, and I love you for it. Peace. Before you go, homies, hopefully you're digging the show. I will try and do my best. I will make the show come back on a more regular basis here. Sorry for the lull there. 
But let's get going and let's move forth, go onwards and upwards and see what happens. So if you're digging the show, please share it with your friends, put it on your social media, whatever, whatever you got. Reach out to me on any of the social medias, just at Alex Hofelt, H-O-F-E-L-D-T, or beautifuldustbecks at gmail.com. Rate and review it on iTunes. That always really helps in there. It's really fun to read it. But honestly, the, the emails are the most fun. And just share it with the people around you. If you share it, personify it, talk about it. If anything, just live the kind of mindsets and the ideologies we got going on today. That would be great. Uh, if you ever need any help or know anyone or ever want to talk or discuss anything further, I am available to discuss nutrition, health, wellness. Also, if you ever need or know a group or subset of people who are in need of a motivational speaker, please let me know because I can make that happen as well. All right. Have a great day. Have a great week. Have a great month. See you soon. Bye.